Hi, this is Chaz, and you're listening to my good friend Bob Main on the Handgun World Podcast. Bob carries a gun because he can't carry a cop. Hello everyone, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. A practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. I am not ex-law enforcement. I'm not ex-military. I'm not a gun writer, a fancy gunsmith, an industry insider, anything like that. I am just a regular guy taking my Second Amendment rights seriously. So this week, this is episode 553. And um, I'm going to talk about some mouse guns again, some small guns. It's June 6, 2021, which is the release date of this episode. I realize that it has been such a long time since I talked about Little Pocket 380s. And there's a reason why I'm doing this episode I'm going to get to in just a minute. I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by... Keeper's Concealment, the leading authority on appendix carry. I have taken a couple of classes from Spencer Keeper's appendix carry classes. I have a couple of his holsters. I think he is top-notch. I think he definitely is the authority on appendix carry and shooting from appendix carry. And he is also an incredible shooter. He's interviewed with me on this show many times. We did a couple of YouTube videos. We put one on the Shooters Club for everybody who's a member over there. Check out his products and his classes, keepersconcealment.com. He's also a CCW safe affiliate which we talked about recently a couple weeks ago and you can get a discount use the coupon code kc10 off to get 10 percent off of ccw safe protection for concealed carriers legal protection for concealed carriers so i want to talk about mouse guns again i want to talk about mostly little pocket sized 380s i haven't talked about these you know it's been several years since I've talked about these, a lot of people want to carry something smaller occasionally. There's always a lot of talk about the newest and latest, greatest mid-size and full-size guns that are out there. And I've been doing it too, talking about my Shadow Systems MR920. Everybody talks about their new SIGs, their new Rugers, the new Glocks, the new Springfields. You know, the new Smith & Wessons, everything that they're buying, the new 1911s, hammer-fired guns, double-action, single-action. Not too many people are talking about their small, little, tiny mouse guns and pocket-sized guns. And recently, Greg Ellifritz, whom I've also met at Tom Givens' um, TACCON, conference, Range Master Tactical Conference. Uh, Greg's just an extremely, extremely knowledgeable person on firearms training. He runs active response training, former law enforcement officer. You can see Greg's uh, credentials because I'm going to link to his article that I'm talking about and his biography. You can see all the classes that he's going to be teaching. But he just recently put one up called 
Uh, part three, a comparison of 380 pocket pistols. 380 caliber pocket pistols. Greg, uh, let me compliment you. Terrific article. And, you know, he... He talks about some very good points about making sure that if you're going to carry a suboptimal gun, and these are suboptimal, in other words, they're not the best thing that you can carry, but they're better than carrying nothing. He says to do your homework, make sure that you, you shoot them. Don't just rely on a gun salesperson. Don't just rely on your best friend or your relative to tell you what to get. Don't just watch some of the YouTube commandos that tell you what to get. Go try these. You know, borrow one from somebody. Go to a range that rents these. These that I'm going to talk about, which are the three primary guns that Greg talks about in his article, I happen to own his top three picks. How about that? So I'm going to talk about these. You know, let's get started with, with why pocket-sized 380 handguns. I want to talk about the purpose behind these, because I have three of them, and there's a real major reason why I have them. I also want to remind you that Concealment Solutions is a sponsor of this show, and I think they make the best outside the waistband and inside the waistband hybrid holsters. I've been using Jason's holsters for a long time. Concealment Solutions. Check them out. ConcealmentSolutions.com. If you like to carry outside the waistband, second to none. And he's got a lot of great products. Mag holders, horizontal mag carriers, belts, everything. You get a 10% discount because you're a Handgun World listener. All you have to do is use the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD at checkout so after you get one of concealment solutions holsters or you get an appendix carry rig from keepers concealment let's say you want to carry a 380 pistol let's say you want a pocket carry uh, from concealment solutions you can get pocket carry holsters a lot of places you can get pocket carry holsters you can appendix carry these little things if you want as a matter of fact some people like the small guns for appendix carry if you study what Spencer Keepers puts out there a mid-size to full size is probably just as easy to appendix carry with the right holster and the right belt and the right technique but if you have to go small and you do it for the reason I did it I needed to have a couple of guns that I could carry when it's absolutely impossible to tell that I'm carrying a gun. Sometimes I'm in a non-permissive environment like that. Uh, for example, if I'm going to a business meeting, most of you know I'm a businessman, I'm a salesperson. For 34 years now, I've been a professional business-to-business -business salesperson. And sometimes I have to dress in such a way where I cannot wear a tucked in, I mean an untucked shirt. 90% of the time I can wear an untucked shirt, but there are times I cannot. I have to tuck in. But I still want to carry a gun. Now, I could get a tuckable holster. I could do that. 
A lot of people make tuckable holsters. My two sponsors do, Keepers Concealment and Concealment Solutions. I just don't like that. I don't like it because it's, for me, I found, maybe I didn't practice enough, I don't know. I found that it's pretty difficult for me to draw when I have a tucked in shirt and I'm using a tuckable holster. More difficult than pulling a gun out of my pocket. Now there's some disadvantages of pocket guns which I'm going to talk about later in this episode. So I wanted to get a gun that was a good quality, one that I could bet my life on, one that I knew is going to save my life if I have to use it, but I want to keep it in a pocket. So the first one that I bought was a CAR P380, a CAR Arms, for those of you who don't know, K-A-H-R is how that's spelled, CAR Arms P380. There's different versions of the P380. There's a CW380, I believe, that's made by CAR Arms. I have the P380. So that's one, and I can keep it in a uh, pocket holster. Right now I have a DeSantis Superfly uh, or DeSantis Nemesis. I've got both of them. And they're excellent little pocket holsters. Never ever carry a pocket gun in a pocket without a holster. It's very unsafe to do that. And uh, just please just don't do it. Pocket holsters are so cheap. Just don't pocket carry without a holster. Okay? The other one that I have is a Ruger LCP-2. Now, I used to have a Ruger LCP, the first version. I bought, them about, I bought one about a year after they came out. I, I gave that one a new home, and I now have an LCP-2, a Ruger LCP-2. And great gun. Ben Branham and I reviewed this gun. You can watch some of our Modern Handgunners YouTube videos. I'll link to the Modern Handgunners YouTube video that Ben and I did about these little pocket guns. The LCP-2 is fantastic. It's got a much better trigger, much better trigger than the original LCP. Matter of fact, this trigger is on par with any of the regular striker fired guns in my opinion it's got real sights on this lcp2 if they're black on black sights and they're attached to the slide but they're real sights and so i really like that the lcp the keltec p380 by the way uh, ruger copied the keltec p380 i had a keltec p380 at one time too i don't care what you think what you say the the first LCP that came out from Ruger was almost a direct copy of the Keltec P380. But anyway, Ruger LCP2, fantastic gun. Like it a lot. Textured grip. You can put extended magazines. It comes with a with a pinky extension magazine. And I just I think it's awesome. And you have pierce grip. Now, maybe it didn't come with this pinky extension. I think I put this on. No, yeah, it did. It did. It came with it. And you can also get extended magazines, uh, magazine extensions, excuse me, that add rounds to the LCP2. 
and just a fantastic gun. I like the way that my, uh, even though my pinky does kind of hang off of the gun, uh, the way that this extension is, it makes my other two fingers just lock right into the gun nicely. So when I shoot this thing, it's very, very shootable. And that's something I want to say about small guns as well. And I'm going to get to uh, snubby revolvers in a minute too. And then I have a Glock 42. A Glock 42 is the 380 version. It's actually the very first single stack Glock that Glock ever made. It's the first single stack, the Glock 42 and 380. You know, a lot of people poo-pooed this gun. A lot of people were not real big on this gun when it first came out. And I, I'm here to tell you, I think the Glock 42 is an extremely sweet shooting, nice little pistol. It's got very low recoil. Every time I put this gun in the hands of a new shooter, they totally enjoy shooting this gun. Very little recoil. It's a 380. It's not a little 9mm. I'll get to 380 ammo and stuff like that and hitting power of a 380. I'll get to that a little bit later. But it's a Glock. It's a Glock. And if you if you like Glock pistols, this is a great gun. And it'll fit anyone's hand. This thing is just absolutely easy to shoot and probably the Glock 42 is if you want to know about small 380s it's probably the best you can buy probably the absolute best that you can purchase now it's a little bit large for pocket carry you can do it but it's a little bit big okay for me a true pocket carry gun is more like the size of a Ruger LCP, a Car Arms P380, a Smith & Wesson Bodyguard 380. But the Glock 42, it can be done. You got to have pretty large pockets and a good pocket holster for it. Whenever I carry my Glock 42, it's usually with a belt holster. And it's when I want to carry on my belt but it just absolutely disappears. But again, with an untucked shirt. That's how I carry it. But the Glock 42 is just a fantastic... I wish people did not were not so down on it because I actually like the Glock 42 better than the Glock 43. Now, I'm not talking about the 43X, but I'm talking about the regular Glock 43. I like the Glock 42 better. If I'm going to go to a small single stack gun with seven or eight rounds in the magazine, why not a Glock 42? Glock 43, if you don't modify it, six rounds in the magazine, one in the chamber. So if I'm going to go small like that, I'm going to go to a Glock 42 because if I'm going to go bigger than a Glock 42 for belt carry, the Glock 43X is, is excellent. The 48's excellent. SIG P365, P365XL. Some of you like the Springfield Hellcat. There's so much better options out there than a Glock 43. But I like this Glock 42 sized gun. It's a little bit smaller than a Glock 43. I don't think I give up too much with 380. I get more rounds than I do with a Glock 43 and you know I get a decent amount of rounds there's some real good 380 ammo out there take your pick I mean there's a lot of good 380 some people 
are fans of shooting 380 and shooting Full Metal Jacket. Or some people call it ball ammo with 380 because they get better penetration. And they, they feel like getting better penetration is is a good thing. And, and maybe some people think that, they, that the 380 rounds maybe don't penetrate enough. I'm, I'm telling you what. I am carrying in this Glock 42, I'm carrying Corbon. And in my car P380, I'm carrying Federal HST 380s. I would not want to get hit with four or five quick rounds of the Federal HSTs or the Corbon in 380. So before somebody says, well, that's just a little BB gun, Bob. Uh, really? Seriously? Um, come on. Let's, let's not be disingenuous and start thinking like that. I hope that that's not you. These aren't little BB guns. They're not little 22s. A 380 is really a 9mm short. Okay, it's a 9mm bullet. It's just a shorter cartridge. Doesn't travel as fast. Has a lighter weight bullet, but it's 9mm in diameter. A lot of people have saved their lives with a 380. A lot of people have saved their lives with a 22. Are they optimal? No, you know me better than that. You know that I'm not going to say that a 380 is the best thing you can carry. But when you can't carry a decent 9mm or 40 or 45 or 357 Magnum, consider a 380. And the Glock 42. Now, my car arms P380. It's actually my favorite P380. Now, I just got done saying that the Glock 42 is probably the best 380 that you can buy. But my favorite of the three that I have is my car P380. It's just so well built. The trigger is so nice. It's a long double action trigger, but it's just so smooth. So smooth. I've had car arms pistols for many years now. And it's just a really smooth gun. I have about a little over 600 rounds through this. So I haven't even given it my famous 1,000-round trigger job. I need, I need to do that. My Glock 42 has almost a 1,000-round trigger job. But my LCP2 and my Car P380, they don't have 1,000-round trigger jobs. So I need to do that. You know, the cost of ammo is just so ridiculous and 380 ammo even before the huge spike in prices and the low availability of ammo even before all that happened 380 is significantly more expensive than nine millimeter but i'll get there but after about 600 rounds this car p380 it has really smoothed up and i'll I tell you it's a very accurate gun it's an extremely accurate gun very well built. No problems whatsoever have I had with this car arms pistol. I carry it in a nice DeSantis pocket holster. And it's great. The holster stays in the pocket. The gun, gun comes out just like it's supposed to. It's a good design. I also can carry my LCP2 in the same DeSantis pocket holster that I carry my car arms P380. And it covers the trigger guard just like it does with the car P380. Got to make sure your pocket holster completely covers the trigger guard. 
and therefore covers the trigger so that you can't accidentally press the trigger while the gun is in your pocket. Vitally important. So I just think it's a, it's a great tool. And all of these guns are, are excellent and excellent in quality. And they're great non-permissive environment handguns. The LCP-2 out of the three that I own, I think has the best trigger. But I'll tell you what, the car arms trigger is pretty smooth. And one thing I really like about the car arms trigger, it's a fairly long double action trigger. So it's very safe. Very safe to carry this gun in your pocket because it takes a lot to completely press the trigger and fire the gun. It's very smooth, but it's a long action. So that's a real plus going for it. Real sights on the car P380. Real sights. Real dovetailed sights. And you can put, there's all kinds of night sights you can buy for the car guns. Same thing with the Glock. That's one cool thing about the Glock is you can buy pretty, pretty much any sight you want for a Glock 42. Any set of sights. You can even get a miniature red dot. You can get miniature red dot or miniature optics and put them on a Glock 42. And you can have an optic gun. You can have a pistol mounted optic, slide mounted optic on your pistol. I don't think you can really do it with a car P380, but that's not the kind of gun that it's really supposed to be. So I like all of these. I carry all of these. The Ruger LCP is excellent. You know, the Ruger LCP is the most economical. It costs the least of the th of these three. And uh, Greg Elifritz has these three pretty much at the top of his list. And you need to, his first choice is the Glock 42, but you need to read his entire article. Again, I'm going to link to Greg's excellent article on his blog, activeresponsetraining.net. So go to the show notes to, for this episode, the Handgun World Podcast. Go to my website. If you're listening to this on a podcast app, take some time to go to my website, handgunworld.com. Look up this episode and uh, check out the show notes. This is episode 553. So Glock 42 is first on his list. And I think uh, I think he pretty much got that right and nailed it uh, right on the head. And I think uh, I agree with him. He's got the Car P380 as second and the Ruger LCP his third choice. But it's the Ruger LCP one first version uh, I would say if you do not own a Ruger LCP and you want to purchase a Ruger LCP get the LCP 2 highly recommended let me talk a little bit about revolvers snubby revolvers they're not 380 caliber and they're 38 special 357 magnum and they're phenomenal pocket guns. They're excellent, excellent pocket guns if you're good at shooting them. As I've said many times, the primary reason I don't care for pocket snub-nosed revolvers, they are difficult to shoot and they're discouraging to practice with them. 
I mean, I've been shooting a long time. I'm a, I'm a decent shooter. I'm not a really good, great shooter. And I'm definitely not a novice level or a beginning level shooter. I'm kind of like an advanced intermediate or a high level intermediate shooter. Uh, I don't go I don't go practice three or four thousand rounds a month. Even when ammo was affordable, I didn't do that. I've been competing for years. I've taken hundreds of hours of defensive handgun training classes. I have spent hundreds of hours teaching other people, and I am a fairly proficient shooter. And I don't like shooting snub nose revolvers. I would never go take a two-day class with a snub-nosed revolver. I've seen people do it. I've had people come to my classes and shoot a snubby revolver. I don't know how they do it because they can be punishing. And they typically only hold five rounds, six rounds, maybe. For a pocket gun, for a gun that needs to completely disappear when you are carrying it, I think a good quality pocket 380 is an excellent choice. And get a Glock 42, get a Ruger LCP2, get a Car Arms P380 or a CW380, and I don't think that you will be disappointed. The pocket revolvers, however, some people can really shoot them well. They can really shoot them well. When I went to TACCON, the Rangemaster Tactical Conference, a few years back, I took uh, one of the classes that Chuck Haggard taught on how to use, how to shoot, run, and be good with these little pocket guns. And it was a fantastic class. That, that class that Chuck taught at TACCON that I was in changed my whole thinking. And it changed my entire ability shooting these little pocket guns. My suggestion would be to find a class that kind of specializes in small guns or go to a competition match. Go to like an IDPA bug match, backup gun. That's what B-U-G means. Backup gun. And go, go to one of those matches and get proficient with these guns because they can be a much more challenging to shoot because they have short sight radiuses. They recoil more than standard size guns except for maybe the Glock 42 like I said the recoil is so soft on a Glock 42 I can you know this is one 380 that I could go take a two-day class I could shoot a five six hundred round seven hundred round two-day class with my Glock 32 no problem okay I could I could do that I could do two or three days of competition because this thing is so great to shoot it's just such a soft shooting pistol. So this is the one exception that I would say. And it's so accurate. All three of these are really accurate. When Ben and I did the Modern Handgunners video and we were shooting the Ruger LCP2 comparing it to the Car P380, both of us, Ben Brandon and I, were both shocked how well we could shoot the Ruger LCP2. So I think it's difficult to go wrong with all three of these. And you know, weight is everything as well. A lot of people like these pocket guns because of the weight. They're small and they're light. I see some people carry these guns on their belt. I've seen people with a Ruger LCP, with a Glock 42, a SIG P238, for example, and they belt carry them in a, in a belt holster. 
Most of the time I've seen people appendix carry them or um, inside the waist strong side. It just really depends, but the weight. Weight is everything. You know, one thing I will say is that large guns, yes, you can conceal a large gun easily. If you have the right belt and the right holster, you can conceal a large gun. After carrying them all day, 10, 12, 13 hours, it's just not as pleasant as if you carried a Car P380 in your pocket all day long. It's just not. Driving. If I'm going to drive for a long time, my favorite gun to carry is my Glock 42. I appendix carry my Glock 42. I put it in a Keeper's appendix carry holster. I put it in the Errand holster. And I appendix carry my Glock 42 when I'm driving for a long time. Sometimes I appendix carry my Glock 19, Shadow Systems, MR920, M&P pistol. But if I'm going to drive, if I'm going to do like an 8 to 10 to 12 hour trip, much more pleasant to put a Glock 42 in the holster and keep a Glock 34 nearby, for example. And of course, an AR-15 nearby as well, right? Oh boy, the gun-grabbing, gun-hating confiscators are going to they're going to nail me on that one, right? Oh, this guy, we need to get this guy. He carries three guns around sometimes when he's driving. Well, they they can stick it. That's just what I'll say. I, this is a family-friendly show. I like to keep this clean. You know, I like to keep this PG-rated. So, But here's what I'll say. They, those people can go stick it. That That's as far as I'll go is in terms of language, but... I said it in such a way where I think you probably know what I mean. So, if you only have the budget for one of these, and you ask me, Bob, I can only get one, which one should it be? Like the Pocket 380s is what I'm talking about. I'm going to have to say Ruger LCP2. And let me tell you why. The Glock 42 is a large pocket gun in my opinion the car p380 is fantastic but it's kind of pricey the price of the car i mean when i got mine it was like 549 and i think they're higher than that now i got mine years ago i think mine's probably at least eight years old eight or nine years old the ruger lcp2 is affordable or a regular lcp if you want to get the first version it's affordable, it's a good shooter, stone cold reliable, even has slide serrations. You can get them with or without a thumb safety. It has real usable sights for what these guns are going to be used for. You know, you're not going to be probably taking a long range shot. You're not going to go target shooting. You're probably not going to go to a competition match. These pistols are for, like I said, when you can't carry a much larger pistol, but you want something for average self-defense encounters at average self-defense range. If you can only get one, I'd say get the Ruger LCP-2. Just my opinion. You got any thoughts on that? 
Call my voicemail, 210-646-1727, 210-646-1727. But save up your money and get a couple of them, or three of them, like I did. Each one has a purpose. In fact, every gun I own has a specific purpose. And I'm not going to start divulging how many or what they are or what the purposes are. I divulge enough already to the public on this show. I don't want to get too much into all that. But they all have a purpose. And I would say the Car P380 and my LCP, they have a similar purpose. Matter of fact, they have an identical purpose. It's just kind of what mood am I in? The Glock 42 has a different purpose, and that's mainly when I want something a little larger and soft shooting. It's nice to have choices. Isn't it great? That's what's great about America, or at least free America. There's parts of America where you don't get a lot of choices. And for all my international listeners, I have plenty of them, by the way. I'm here to tell you, not all of America is gun-friendly. It's not. Yes, we have a Second Amendment, but we, there's a lot of parts of America that don't recognize our Second Amendment right enshrined in the United States Constitution, which protects the right. By the way, it doesn't give us the right. It protects the right we already have. The Constitution of the United States doesn't give us any right. It protects rights that we already have or should have, and it restricts the federal government. I like what Rand Paul recently said. You know, he said something like, I'm going to paraphrase what he said. The Constitution doesn't tell us what we can do. The Constitution tells the government what they cannot do. But not all of America recognizes that. Not all the states in the USA recognize that. And many states still don't recognize the Second Amendment like they should. I'm hoping that that is changing. And by the way... The great state of Texas, where I live, and I have been for many, many years, just passed constitutional carry. How about that? We're now a constitutional carry state. So as soon as the governor signs the bill, it'll go into law September 1, 2021. And starting September 1st, you don't need to get permission from the state of Texas. You don't need to take a test to carry a handgun if you're basically if you're 21 years of age or older and you're not prohibited from owning and carrying a gun so if you're not a convicted felon or convicted of assault charges and things like that you know if you're not already prohibited under federal law you can carry and you don't need to get a license to carry and you'll be able to uh exercise your Second Amendment rights. I am going to continue to keep up keep up the validation of my Texas license to carry. I'm going to continue renewing it until, until I, I die, probably. And the reason I'm going to keep doing that is a couple of major reasons. Number one, about 35 or 36 other states recognize my Texas license to carry. So there are a lot of states that are still not constitutional carry and they will accept my license to carry. 
Now, in I think for constitutional carry, you have to be a resident of that particular state, I believe, in most cases. And I think the new Texas law, that's the way it is. You've got to be a Texas resident to constitutional carry in Texas. Well, I, I, tr I do a fair amount of traveling. So I want to keep the right to carry in those states. So I'm going to keep my Texas license to carry because of the reciprocity. The other reason is the great gun-friendly state of Texas allows us to buy guns and not have to wait for the dealer to run the background check because to get a license to carry I have to go through more background checks than the dealer's going to run anyway on me when I buy a gun so that's nice it makes it so much easier to purchase a gun and if I sell a pistol I would much rather sell it. As a matter of fact, I'm very particular about who I sell a pistol to. It's much better to sell it to somebody that has a license to carry if I do a private sale. If not, and I sell it to a dealer, I don't have to worry about it. But I can tell that gun stores really like it when somebody with a license to carry in Texas comes into their store because it's such an easier transaction so that's why but what's really cool is and I support constitutional carry and I support open carry I support any kind of handgun carry any kind of Second Amendment I, I support that because it is a right that we have to to do two things really you know, the Second Amendment's not about hunting. It's not about really self-defense either. Not really. I mean, it's great. We talk a lot about our right to self-defense because of the Second Amendment. But the Second Amendment was written and it was ratified because they wanted the people to have the ability to resist an out-of-control, tyrannical government. That's the real meaning and the real reason why the Second Amendment was written and ratified. They wanted to protect the citizens' right to rise up and resist an out-of-control government. Hmm. Interesting. We kind of see that happening today, don't we? And fear a government. You need to fear a government that wants to take that right away from you. You need to fear a government that does not want you to have that ability to resist. Also, with the Second Amendment, yes, you have a right to defend yourself, your loved ones, your family, your home, your property. And you have the right to carry when you are outside of your home. So, anyway, back to pocket guns. Back to the mouse guns. Get one. Get one because the time's going to come when you need it. Seriously, the time's going to come when you need it. It's better than not carrying anything at all. Absolutely. Some people that have large guns or even medium-sized guns, some people just sometimes they get tired of carrying or they're going to a non-permissive environment or they just want to, they're going to a place where they just absolutely do not want to be made having a gun. They don't want somebody to find out that they have a gun. 
that's when these pocket pistols really serve a fantastic purpose because the P380 and the Ruger LCP, when they're in my pocket holster, they're no larger than my wallet in my back pocket. That's how small they are. And I can defend myself very well with these pistols. So get one, because that's probably going to be your most likely need. You can also email me if you got comments about this, handgunworld at gmail.com. You can, again, call me. 210-646-1727. Leave me a voicemail. I'll put you on the show. Every episode, I start a Facebook and a Twitter thread. You can make comments on Facebook and Twitter if you wish. Please remember to support this show. I have a couple sponsors, but also could use your additional support. I really need your additional support. Uh, I love my sponsors and my sponsors are fair to me so make sure that you show them give them some business show them that that you're supporting them too keepers concealment or concealment solutions in addition i need your help as well i have a patreon account there's exclusive material on my patreon page you can find that at handgunworld.com if you want education and you cannot get to a firearms class, sign up for our Shooters Club. It's only $8 a month or $75 a year, and we have over 85 instructional videos and about 12 or 13 customized audio podcasts for you on the Shooters Club. We've got great feedback from people who are members. Check it out at ShootersClubMembers.com. Remember to support your favorite podcasters. We are also on the front lines of the Second Amendment fight, folks. Thousands of people tune into our shows. I've had over 5.5 million downloads. Think about that. Since I started my show in 2009, I've had over 5.5 million downloads. And probably reached a total of probably 50 to 60, maybe 70,000 unique listeners at least. Maybe more than that. So think about that reach that we have. Please, please give us some support. We need that. We're on the front lines. Big time. We're on the front lines. And I'm here to tell you also, anti-gun people are listening to our shows. I promise you they are. We don't know it, but but they're listening because they want to know what it is that we're talking about so they can develop a counter-argument. So that's another reason why we need your support. So those are the ways you can help out, take care of my sponsors, join the Shooters Club, sign up for my Patreon page, and get a lot of exclusive content that way. And so let me know your thoughts on these little pocket guns, these little mouse guns, these little snub-nosed revolvers and guns like that. Let me know your thoughts. I'd like to hear it. With that said, folks, thanks for tuning in. You've just listened to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I'm Bob Main. Remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye.